When we moved from Aruba to Sweden, we weren't really sure what to do with our home in Aruba. We didn't want to sell the space that had so many memories and offered us a place to stay when we returned to the island. But what else could we do after moving internationally? That's when my husband came up with a brilliant plan. We can become hosts on Airbnb. Since starting this, I can officially say my husband had the best idea ever. The process of getting our property on Airbnb was so easy. We were able to ask other hosts for tips and got a lot of great feedback. And actually, we still get tons of good feedback and we're constantly improving our space. And Airbnb is really flexible. You just choose the dates you want to host. So if you don't have a full-time rental property like us, that's perfect too. Hosting on Airbnb is great for anyone who frequently travels or has the extra space or has a seasonal house or even someone who always goes away at the same time of year for family traditions or work events. We all know the cost of living is excessive right now, so you can get more out of your space when you host on Airbnb. The added income has been so important for my family and has given my husband a project to manage that he genuinely enjoys. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My darlings, my darlings, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. And Conversations from the Heart, I mean, it really, really is. I have gotten so much beautiful response from last week's podcast episode, and I have to I have to hold a little bit of space for that right off the bat. It has been a true joy, really, to read your comments and your stories and your emails and messages and just listening and 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 learning that I am not alone in what I've been through and there are so many of us out there, so many adult human beings out there having a hard time relating with their parents. And you know, we have these ideas of what things are supposed to be like and how we're supposed to act. And we also think that we just have to live with certain things. And it's been really, I know it's been refreshing for you or for a lot of you listening to me share a deeper part and a more intimate part of my own story. And it's been equally wonderful for me to get a lot of similar stories in return. So I just want to say thank you. I mean, really, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing and it is a beautiful thing, honestly, that that we have so much in common. And I find that I, I have so many of those little epiphanies of big things happening in my life that for years I would walk around with thinking I was all alone. And then all it ever takes is to open up and begin sharing a little tiny bit. And then we find out that left and right, wait, not only does, do these things happen to people in the world, but there are people in my life who've been through or are currently going through the same thing, right? We are not alone. Whatever the challenge is that we are moving through, we are not alone. Honestly, we are never alone. And the most important thing is that we, is that we open up, you know, is that we talk about the hard things, that we hold space for ourselves to share and to feel and to process and somehow in the practice of doing that, we find answers. You know, isn't that true so often? I think whenever I have a, a big issue or a problem or especially something as big as, you know, parents or old trauma and things that repeat themselves and, you know, things that, that feel like this is just never going to solve itself. You know, this is just life. My whole life is going to be this way. This is so big, so heavy. 
And then oftentimes whenever I am going through a difficult phase like that, I get into my head of this idea of, you know, I have to, I have to find a solution to heal. You know, I have to go to a retreat somewhere. I have to find a teacher. I have to change my entire life. I have to figure the solution out, right? And then I'll be able to actually process these feelings, right? Then I'll be able to begin healing. When oftentimes it's the other way around, you know, it's more, I need space to feel my feelings. I need to feel safe to talk about what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And then I do that. And then all of a sudden, all of these solutions just begin appearing. Like it's really wonderful how the universe works that way. We open the door to healing and then all of a sudden new scenarios and new doors open that we didn't even know were possible before. So it's almost like we have to, we have to take the first step to heal. You know, no one else can take that step for us. There's not going to be a single self-help book out there that is going to fix our lives for us. No one else is going to give us that courage or give us the tools and do the work for us. We just have to take the first step, whatever we're healing, right? If it's challenging relationships with our parents or old trauma or heartache or grief or death or betrayal or whatever it is we're healing from or working through, we have to take that first step and trust that once we put that healing into motion, the universe will work with us and we will get more tools, we'll get more support and we will find more answers. And that's at least been my experience this week. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast episode, I'm realizing as I'm sharing all of this, it's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. I talk about setting boundaries with our parents and I talk about my relationship with my mom and in a deeper way than I have in a, yeah, ever before. So if you haven't listened to that one, it's a, it's a good episode to tune into, but I am sitting here now. I mean, it is evening time. It's almost 9 p.m. and the sun is shining, you know, Sweden style, Swedish summer style. And I've realized that I am nearing the end of a little era right now. We, I mean, Leah and I, we've been alone. It's been, it's been six weeks. It's been a month and a half that we've been completely alone in Sweden. You know, I, it's been almost a month and a half since I bailed on our on our lives in Aruba and we came here and started this completely special, really different kind of chapter for her and I. And in a couple of days, Dennis is coming here. And this feels, I have so many feelings about this. Honestly, I mean, so, so Dennis and I, we've never been apart ever in our entire, we've been together for 11 years. We've never been apart like this, never, ever. Leia's never been apart from Dennis for more than a couple days. This was a huge, radical, crazy thing that we did to separate in this way and to break our little family up, you know, temporarily, but still it was a big deal. And now it's been a month and a half and he's coming soon. And I, I feel so many different things at the same time. I mean, I miss him so much. I can't wait to squeeze him, to hug him, to breathe him in. Oh, I just want to snuggle my face into his neck. I mean, that, that feeling like I miss him. It's, it's tangible. It's palpable. It's physical how I miss my husband, you know, and Leia misses him. She misses him in a different way. I mean, 
she misses him in a way of like, I can tell her world is off axis completely that, that, that he's not, that he's not around. Something's not right in her world, right? For me, I'm like, I'm an adult. I can figure stuff out and, you know, I can miss my husband and know I'm going to see him. I have a concept of time. Like I'm okay. You know, I miss him, but like life is okay. For her, it's a different thing. It's like, whew, you know, she needs her dad. I mean, the way all kids, like we need, the kids need their parents. And I can't wait to to be with him. I can't wait to have our family united, like our little trio, our regular dynamic, you know, that we, the way things are supposed to be is the three of us together. And I can't wait to have some alone time. I mean, I mean, really, really. And when I say alone time, I mean like, 30 minutes to roll out my yoga mat without a four-year-old climbing all over me or yelling, mom, mom. I mean, how many times a day? Mama, mama. It's like every five minutes, every 30 seconds, all day, all day, all day. I can't wait to have some space, some silence. I'm going to sleep in, you know, let him take the mornings, let him take the tantrum-y, shitty evenings that we've had over the past like couple of days. We've had some really hard evening times, some hard bedtimes. Yeah, go for a run, take a poop on my own. I mean, like I have big plans for this reunion, okay? And at the same time, you know, I'm so excited he's coming and it's going to be beautiful. But at the same time, I'm realizing this is the end of an era in that sense of like, this was really special, What what her and I went through here, the time that we spent together here alone. I mean, it's, it's really, really, really something. I know already now, I can feel that feeling already now that I'm going to look back years from now, when I'm old and gray and wrinkly, I'm going to look back at this exact time that her and I spent together alone as one of the most beautiful chapters of my entire life. I know, I know this. And we're still living it, you know, it's it, like we still have a week before Dennis gets here. As I'm recording this, we have six days, seven, six or seven days until he gets here. So it's not like it's over. We still have a week. We're still living it now. But it's so beautiful this time that we've spent, this time that we are spending here in Sweden. You know, it's so special. It's it's It has a magical quality to it. And I can already now sense that this is going to be one of those times that I look back at And I think of it as, wow, that was so special. That was one of the best times of my life in the middle of this chaos, right? Which is so bizarre also. And I think it's really rare. At least I don't often have that experience of time in that sense where I can, in the middle of an experience, already feel how special it is. Do you know what I mean? I can I can look back at times in my life and, and at a later time go, oh my God, that was the best time ever. That year was so special. But as I was in that year, I had a lot of insecurities. You know, I had a lot of problems. I didn't, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know how to figure out. I didn't know that that was the time of my life. I didn't know it. Do we ever really know (laughs) that it's the time of our lives? Like, do we ever know that in the moment? It's kind of like, it's similar to in a way of, of my whole life, I have looked back at photos of myself from years earlier and gone, man, I was so pretty back then. Or I, or I would go, man, I was really skinny back then. Or I was really fit. I would look at pictures of myself and go, oh, you know, I was so, I looked really good. But then I think about that time and I didn't feel pretty. 
I didn't feel fit. I always felt like something was wrong with my body or something was wrong with me, you know. And then years would pass. And then I would look back at, at, at photos of myself from that time, you know, when I was looking back at the other photo, like this little inception of, of, of stuff. And I would think the same thing, you know. Oh, I would like, that was such a good time in my life. And, oh, you know, I was so beautiful then. I'm just getting older, you know. And I know as I sit here now at 32, I'm going to be 40 years old looking back at photos of myself at 32 saying I was the most beautiful I've ever been, you know. But now in this moment, do I really feel that way? That's what I mean. I think we don't really feel those things in the moment. It's always hindsight. It's always in hindsight that we look at, oh, that was so pre- that was so precious or wow, I was so beautiful or whatever it is, especially with looks. At least I've always had that experience with looks and weight. And it's like, I want to feel that way now. I want to be in awe of myself and my beauty and like how special I am now, not later looking back at that. You know, I want to feel that way now. And it's a hard thing to appreciate ourselves and the beauty that we hold in the now, right? We always accumulate that. And then at a later stage, we look back and we realize that, oh, I should have appreciated myself. You know, I should have, I wish I would, I would have been less insecure in my twenties. I wish I was, I wish I knew how perfect I was. You know, I I, I, I wouldn't have wasted so much time feeling insecure, wondering what people thought about me. Like I was amazing, you know? And I know that's the case still today. It's going to be the case in 10 years. But I think it's really rare that we get to have that felt sense experience of appreciating that in the moment and not just looking at it years later. And right now with this experience that I'm having here in Sweden, I can actually tangibly feel that this is some of the most special weeks of my entire life. Like I can feel that. I don't have to wait for a couple of years and then look back and go, wow, that was special. Like I know it's special. Now I know it's special. It is, it is this unbelievable combination of just everything putting me in this place for a really specific reason. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard, and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Rituals multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? 
No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I've been contemplating this. Like, is Sweden more beautiful right now <laughs> overall? When I came here, it was freezing. It snowed, right? It was freezing. We've been through all the stages of gray and really rainy and really cold, even got a little bit of snow, waiting for the sun that never came, bundling up and then sunshine and then it feels like summer and then it, like we have storm. I mean, it's been every kind of weather. It's not like Sweden is extraordinary, beautiful during these two months in a way that it's never been. It's not Sweden that's different. I'm different right? I can appreciate the beauty of this land in a way I never really could before, I think because there was too much in the way. And now it's almost like because all the stuff that was in the way isn't in the way anymore, I have nothing clouding my lenses, so to speak, like I can see really clearly. It feels like everything is just dusted with a little bit of magic fairy dust like just a little bit just everything's a little bit shimmery you know everything's a little bit sparkly everything holds everything feels like like it's golden hour you know you know that time like right before sunset when everything is really golden and special like it feels like that all day <laughs> it really does it feels like that all day we are in communion with nature here in a way that I haven't experienced really in my entire life. This feeling of being one with nature, of remembering plants and animals and birds and berries and mushrooms. And it's like this reawakening of something that I thought I had forgotten, but it's been in my bones all along. You know, and every day I get some sort of awakening again of just how precious life is. And in all of this, you know, people ask me like, what do you guys do all day? <laughs> You're out there in the middle of nowhere. There's no people around. There's nothing to do out here. Nothing to do. I mean, like there's no, no doing in that sense. No restaurants, no cafes, no playgrounds, no other kids, no other people, like no shopping. There's nothing in that sense here. What do you do all day? And I think about that. I mean, every morning we wake up. <laughs> what is that movie where they, <laughs> where they, the guy asks the girl to recount like her day. And then she says, well, I woke up. And then he says, don't say that. Every, every single day since the history of time has begun with waking up. Don't say that. It's a waste of time. And then she says, okay, suddenly I was awake. <laughs> what movie is that? Why can I not remember that? Okay, it's, it's going to come to me. But yeah, we wake up in the morning, you know, how all human beings wake up in the morning. And we don't have even like a special routine, like for the first hour of the day, which is also really peculiar for me because I am really, 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 really into morning routines. And I've been for a long time and, you know, I like waking up at a certain time and then doing the things that I do in the morning for self-care. And now it's like, that doesn't really happen. I'm, I mean, I'm with Leia, so 
I could, of course, roll my yoga mat out as soon as I wake up every day, but I'm not doing that. I mean, I could, and, and, and she would be all over me, and it would be a little messy, but that's how I normally practice anyway, but I'm not. We, like, hang out around the house and doodle a little bit, and then they start slowly making breakfast. Like, we go outside, we take a look at the weather, and then every day I make a breakfast board, which is, like, I take out this huge wooden cutting board and I put all the yummy stuff of the morning there like different kinds of vegan cheeses and little spreads and pâtés and I chop a bunch of veggies and bring out all the herbs and I don't know different things like we Leia and I both like pickles like we like pickles on our sandwiches I like mine like a like a normal person I eat pickles with pâté okay pâté is going to sound weird if you're not Swedish, like in Sweden, we eat, we, we eat, did you guys, did you hear my Swedish accent just came out there? <laughs> in Sweden, we eat something called leverpastej, okay? <laughs> in Sweden, people, since the dawn of time, okay, I grew up with this, like I'm really sure my parents ate this when they were kids, liver pate, it's like a pate thing that comes in a little box, a little container at the grocery store. You eat that on like toast with pickles on it. And now because it's 2021, of course, there's a vegan version of it and it's made with with pea, pea protein and stuff like that. It's like peas and veggies. But anyway, it's like a pate kind of thing and you eat it with pickles. And Leia and I, I like it like that. Leia likes, she likes her bread. She's weird. Sometimes she'll, she'll have like peanut butter with pickles. She'll have a cheese sandwich with pickles. She'll have pickles on anything. Anyway, I make this big, big breakfast board and I take it outside and we like prepare the table for the morning. And depending on the day, we always eat breakfast outside. But if it's cold, like we're like with jackets, you know, like crazy people. Leia was so confused by this in the beginning. Like, why would we be out here when it's this cold? And then now, you know, it's been getting warmer and warmer. We're outside and it's you don't even need a, a sweater or a jacket or anything. And then every day I make a matcha latte. Like I really take my time. It's a ritual and I make the world's best, the world's best matcha latte. It's the best matcha latte anyone has ever had, ever. <laughs> okay. I really take my time with it. It's part of my, that's like my big ritual. And I love the timing of breakfast, like really taking the time to make sure I do everything in a special order so that everything aligns perfectly. Like I want to sit down outside with the sun on my face with my matcha latte hot and my toast freshly toasted, you know, still warm and everything ready, nothing missing. I don't want to have to go back in the kitchen and like get that one thing that I missed. Like I really want to enjoy. So I spend, we spend a lot of time doing that in the morning, (laughs) just eating, you know, and then, I mean, we always like, we spend half the day in the woods like sometimes we go right after breakfast, sometimes we go a little bit later, but sometimes we pack a little backpack or I'll make like a little snack or tea or something in a thermos or, and then we go into the woods and we explore, you know, we can spend hours just exploring the woods, just climbing rocks and walking through little trails. And it's not like we're out hiking. It's not like we're exercising. Okay. If, if it was me and an adult, like if it was just me and Dennis alone out here, we would be like, <laughs> we would be getting in some mileage, you know, we would be moving, sweating, 
But no, it's me and a four-year-old. <laughs> My friend said the other day, like walking with Leia through the forest, it's like dragging a Teletubby through the woods. Like she's just, <laughs> she moves at a snail's pace and then she'll like zigzag left and right. And then, I mean, we just, we just, I just let her lead the way, right? And we talk about everything and we pause to look at everything and then she keeps finding new things to play with. I mean, it's just all, it's just an exploration. You know, it's just, we don't have a destination. It's just, it's just beautiful. And then a lot of time in this cabin, I mean, I do spend a lot of time cleaning up in this cabin. I was thinking about that today, how much time I spend in a day tidying. Because if I don't, it's such a tiny space. It's like everything needs to have a home. Everything needs to be in its place at all times. Because if it gets a little bit messy, it's a lot messy. So I do spend a lot of time like making sure things are in order. I vacuum a lot, which is something I don't do at home in Aruba and wiping down counters and putting things away so that it doesn't have a messy feel in here because it's really, really tiny. And then I've also been spending a lot of time beautifying this place, which is kind of weird considering I'm in an Airbnb. Just saying that, (laughs) saying that makes me upset, okay? Saying I'm in an Airbnb and it's temporary and I'm going to be leaving and never come, I'll never come back. Like that makes me emotional <laughs> in a bad way. Like that just, it ang- it angers me. Okay. I got to say that. I got to say it. That I, I don't look at this as an, as an Airbnb that we temporarily rented and then we're not going to be back here. Like it really doesn't feel that way. And I'm kind of scared to even... I'm scared to talk about this with anybody. I mean, I'm scared to 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 put this into words, I guess, because I I don't want to get I don't want to have weird expectations for something that probably can't happen, right? But I I don't want to leave this cabin. <laughs> you know, there's an account on Instagram people kept sending it to me when I said, then is an air going to Airbnb our house. There's an account on Instagram called Airbnb nightmares. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people they're going to write about <laughs> okay? because I'm never going to leave. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to barricade myself in this house. <laughs> They'll have to call the cops on me. Like I'll be one of those crazy women that like someone writes a trippy story about on that account because I really don't want to leave this place. No, but I mean, all jokes aside, like even just saying like we're in an Airbnb, it feels offensive because this doesn't feel like an Airbnb. This feels like our home. It does. And I have spent a lot of time beautifying this place. Like you don't even know. I have bought so many plants. I mean, I have just looking right now, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12. I have 12 plants <laughs> in a 450 square foot Airbnb that I will have to vacate <laughs> in like a month. <laughs> is something wrong with me? Like, am I okay? Am I, am I okay? Is this, is this normal behavior? Actually, today is June 1st as I'm recording this and July 1st, we are leaving. So exact. Oh my God. I get, I feel like my, my chest just got really tight. I, oh, it's hard to breathe. In one month we have to leave and I cannot even imagine having to leave this place. I'm not leaving. Okay. So 
<sighs> yeah, I, I have bought a lot of stuff for this cabin. I have treated this cabin as if like I'm I'm live I live here now, right? But I'm also I like I'm not an idiot. I know I don't live here. I know someone else <laughs> someone else owns this place. And there's gonna be other people moving in July first, right? So I'm also not like I haven't renovated or anything. I mean, I haven't been crazy, but like I bought a bathtub. <laughs> Isn't that okay? It's not like a, it's not like I built a bathtub into the thing, but I bought, I bought like an adult sized, like it, it's, I mean, I wish I could show you a picture. <laughs> it's kind of a fixture. It's not something you, it's not something you pack up and put in your suitcase. You know, it's a tub that I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do with it when we leave. It doesn't make sense for it to be anywhere else but here, right? So I did that, which is kind of bizarre. I did buy 12 plants <laughs> that, are, that are in this house. <laughs> I mean, I've also completely rearranged the furniture. Oh my God, if the owners <laughs> are listening right now. I did rearrange the furniture. I did make the place make a little more sense in terms of just layout and stuff and organized all the cabinets. And I just, yeah, I just really, we really, yeah, we put up blackout curtains. Like we really made this our home, right? And I wouldn't have done that if I didn't already feel like I was home. But then also I'm really tentative to to do more than that because I do know I have to leave. But I guess I'm sharing all of this because, what I want to say is I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> this whole topic of this place makes me so flustered because I want to live here. And I don't know if it's, if I don't know if I have a shot in hell of that ever actually being true, right? So I have this dream of asking the people who own, who are this, they're this lovely couple who we've gotten to know over this past month and a half. And they are truly lovely, truly beautiful. And my head, like my logical mind tells me that I shouldn't even try, right? Like it's very clear, like they love this place. This place is so beautiful. There's a lot of heart and a lot of, there's a lot invested in in this place, not just financially, but emotionally. You can tell just being here. There's, There's a really... Yeah, there's heart here, right? So my logical mind tells me like they're never going to want to sell and why if they did, why would they sell to you? Like, you know, if they wanted to sell, they would put this place on the market and go through this whole like realtor thing and then maximize and get as much money as possible and if they wanted to sell, they would go that route and I would not be able to afford it anyway. So, you know, but then my heart tells me that maybe they do want to sell. My heart tells me that Maybe they've been looking for the perfect people. You know, maybe this has been one of those things where this property has been waiting for us, kind of. And maybe there's a part of them that actually, that would feel relieved, you know, selling to someone who would take unbelievable care of the space, who would really care for the, for the land. Maybe there is a little door opening there. But I don't know. <laughs> So even saying this now on this podcast, I don't know if I should talk about this because it makes me feel like I'm jinxing it, right? And then I talked to Dennis and he's like, wait, but like, even if they would sell, like, what would you do? Like, what's the plan? And I'm like, the plan is we live here. (laughs) What do you mean what the plan is? The plan is we live here. Like the plan is 
the, yeah, the plan is we put Leia in school here and then we live here in the woods. <laughs> Mind you, my poor husband, he hasn't been here, right? He's never seen this place. He, has not, he hasn't set foot here. And I'm basically so far in my dream world of like, like I have found Leia's school and I can envision our whole lives. And here's like, like I, okay, I'm looking at, like I'm looking at a garden planner that I bought <laughs> planning for this, the future of this garden here, like what vegetables to plant and what month. And so I can take notes of everything that's already in the earth and like what to do in which season. And, and then I bought it and then I, w- I came home with it. And then I w- I'm looking at this plan. I'm like, what am I doing? Have I lost? I've lost it. Like I have officially lost my mind. I- I'm buying books now to plan for a garden in a place that I don't own. And I have not heard one positive word. I have not heard one word from the owners that even puts me in the direction of believing that they would want to sell. <laughs> What kind of a crazy person buys a garden planner? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So just imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have always loved learning languages. I speak four fluently. They're so interesting. And I've even noticed that sometimes the language you speak can influence pieces of your personality. Learning my husband's native language made us understand each other on a whole new level. Now Babbel has gifted me my own account and I can't wait to dive in. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you actually start speaking a new language. It's designed by real people for real conversations. And their advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help you improve your pronunciation so you can get prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Just 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Overall, they have more than 13,000 hours of learning content, and you can browse more than 20,000 courses offered every month. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yoga. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash yoga, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yoga. Rules and restrictions may apply. The reason I get weird, okay, the reason I get weird and make a lot of stupid jokes talking about this is... The feeling of having to leave in one month and not coming back feels unbearable. It really does. It feels unbearable. It feels not okay. You know, it, it feels like that's not supposed to happen. There's no, it, it feels like that's not what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like if I would ask them, which I'm planning to do, and get a hard, firm, no way, Jose, that is like, it's, it's no, nope, that's not going to happen at all. Or, or maybe I would offend them just asking, I don't know, maybe they would be super offended and not at all, not at all excited that I, that this is what I'm thinking, you know, maybe they think it's weird. I bought a bathtub. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, if that's the case, like I, my heart is going to be broken in so many pieces. My heart will be, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not letting myself, this is the tricky part. I'm not letting myself entertain the thought that we are going to have to leave completely and never return because that feels too heartbreaking and I don't want to deal with those hard feelings, right? But I also cannot let myself dream of what if they do want to sell, and then what would our lives be? Because then I feel like I'm setting myself up for failure and my expectations are way too high. So I have to dwell in this in-between place, <laughs> the magical dreamland of, of me like beautifying a space that isn't mine and planting a garden that will bear fruits and vegetables that I will never see, right? Like I, I'm, I'm in this weird place of just loving this land and taking as good care of this land as I possibly can for no other reason than I want to give back to the earth here. You know, it feels like it just makes sense. And it's not like I'm doing anything more worthwhile with my time. What could I possibly be doing with my time here that's better than spending most of my time with my hands placed on the earth? You know, there's nothing more purposeful than that. And that's been a good, it's been a good recognition in a way. You know, when I was gardening and taking care of the garden in Aruba, I had a lot of, of course, like it was our home and everything I planted, every seed I put in the earth, I could also envision like, oh, we're going to get to harvest this later and this will be something abundant that the family will enjoy. And now... I'm planting for a different reason. I'm not planting because, oh, I'm going to eat these potatoes later. That's going to be great. Or, you know, we're going to eat these radishes or, yeah, I'm just, I'm planting knowing I'm, I'm leaving behind something beautiful for other people. And I also have this feeling of the, the land here, she likes it when we engage with her. That, that, that feeling is... I really feel like I am in communion with her and she likes it when she gets, when she's seen, right? When there's a presence here with the land and not just the basic day-to-day -day of stuff, right? But the like deep heartfelt presence of, of taking care of the land, of growing something from seed, you know, of, of loving her. So that's why I'm planting. That's why I'm gardening. I just, I just love this land. And it could be, and I also, I have entertained this idea, of course, it could be that this is the land that sparked my love for Sweden again. You know, that this was the land that made me feel like home. Really, that this was the land that opened my heart back up to my home country. And that somewhere else is the perfect piece of land for me and Dennis and Leah to eventually at some point maybe live. And that this is just one step in that direction. You know, one part of this journey was just being here for two months. But it doesn't feel like that's it. You know what feels like it? Let me tell you what feels like it. What feels like it is having our house in Aruba you know, knowing we can always return if we have a long, hard, cold winter somewhere else, <laughs> i.e. Sweden, we can always go, you know, we'll always have a home there. Aruba will always be home. Dennis, I mean, Aruba is Dennis's home forever, will always be my home. 
Leia is a Reuben born and raised. You know, this is, it's always going to be our home. But in that beautiful dream scenario, we would have a, a home there to, to return to, but we would live here all year round. And we would live in this tiny cabin while building a bigger house without having to rush because living in this tiny cabin is perfect too, right? It's truly beautiful too. And Leia would go to school here. We would find her a perfect little Montessori or Waldorf or one where they spend tons of time in the woods and it get, becomes this, uh, this connection with nature for her from this age, you know, and she would make tons of friends, tons of friends. She would join a little soccer team. All she talks about these days is she wants to play soccer. We'd put her in a little soccer team. I'd find a little like theater class or a little dance class, like something so she can like sing and dance and act, which is like something I know she would love. And she would have tons of friends, tons of friends, tons of friends. And Dennis, the little community builder as he is, he would make friends immediately. I mean, right away. He would find a bike gang, an Ironman group. He would find people here that would become his people too you know, and he would feel at home. And we'd turn one of the, one of the little barns here, because there's a couple of barns around the, around the property. We would turn one of them into a bike barn for him, like a man cave, but a barn, like the man barn. (laughs) That sounds amazing, by the way. And he would have a part of it there where he can work on his bikes, right? And maybe a part of it, he could have like a little wood shop, you know, like during quarantine, he was, he was Mr. Carpenter. And I saw the joy that working with his hands and working outside and working with wood. I mean, it brought him so much joy and he would have this space just for him. Right. And he could do Ironman every other weekend or, you know, like bike all the time. And, and I, I would build a little yoga shala down by the water with a lot of glass, like big, big, big windows so that no matter, you know, all year round, you're, you're indoor, but you're outdoor, you know, you can really be in nature, even if it's middle of winter and maybe the shala, it's like you can open it up completely. So in the summertime, it becomes outside, you know? And then I'd turn one of the other little barns, I would turn it into an art barn, like a little, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know how many times on this podcast I have talked about the fact that I feel like I am deep down, I am a potterer. Like I would have a literal little pottery, pottery barn here (laughs) and just like a, a space just to create, right? A space just to paint, to work with my hands not to produce, you know, not to accomplish, but just to, to create. (sighs) Like I can close my eyes and I can see that. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. And then the little vegetable, vegetable garden here out back, I would extend it and make it, you know, double the size or triple the size. And we would grow every kind of vegetable known to man. Like we would grow everything you can possibly grow in Sweden and we would grow all year round. 
And maybe we'd even have a little greenhouse or something so we could also grow some of the things that that don't do so well in the cold, you know, have a little bit of that Aruba feeling in terms of being able to grow things all year round. And then we would build a house, right? We would have a bigger house with a wraparound porch overlooking the water. Not something crazy or fancy or luxurious, just just a house, right? Like Like a family home. And we would design it in a way that it would just be perfect and I would have a little podcast room at the top (laughs) the top floor just like I did in Aruba like a little sanctuary space to record this show overlooking the woods and the lake and we would go into Stockholm you know to film classes and produce and do chunks of work when work needs to happen and and see friends and people would come out here to visit all the time and and life would be just spent like this you know not in this hectic space of commuting somewhere to get to an office every day or not with this idea of having to work in this special way every day seven days a week but I would just be here with the land right It would be that kind of lifestyle where just the dream of that, honestly, the way things are now, just knowing the work that's here, right? To transform this place into into home, like the work of that, the journey of that, that dream, that dream excites me more than anything. Not just the idea of like snapping our fingers and having a perfect life here that works for everybody, but the actual journey of one step at a time, getting to create something like that, which is a huge thing. <laughs> I mean, but I can, I can close my eyes and I can see this would-be life, right? <laughs> and then when I do, there's a little voice in the back of my head that goes, "Oh my God, this is stupid! Like, why are you, why are you making up these dreams for this place that you're never gonna get?" Why are you trying to, to make something impossible happen? Why are you setting, setting yourself up for failure? You know, you're going to be so disappointed when this doesn't work out if you let yourself dream like that. Like, that's crazy. Better be sensible, be realistic. Don't talk about it. Don't record a podcast about it, you crazy person. Like, don't jinx it. Just keep your shit together. Pretend you don't want it that bad. And, you know, politely ask And if you get a no, which you probably will, you just get over it, you know, (laughs) move on with your life. (laughs) But then there is this little voice at the (laughs) the center of my heart that says something totally different. That actually that that dream that I just, that I just share that it's not crazy. (sighs) That maybe it's possible. And that even just the process of of letting myself dream that feels like a really big deal. A consistent body care routine is really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy glowing skin, it actually boosts our mental health too. 
So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skin care is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. So um, I'm having dinner with the owners of this property tomorrow. Maybe should have prefaced this storytelling by saying that. Feels like the most important dinner I am ever going to cook in my entire life. <laughs> I was talking to my brother the other day. I was like, oh my God, I am so nervous. What am I going to cook? And he was like, dude, like, it's not going to matter. Like, it's not going to matter what you serve. Like, either they want to sell or they don't. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It matters. It matters. It matters. I have to cook the most amazing meal of my entire life, but it can't be pretentious. It has to be down to earth and normal, but it still has to be the best meal ever. And they're not vegan, so I have to make them like this vegan food. And oh my God, oh my God, like I have, you don't even know how nervous I am about this dinner. But yes, I am having dinner with... <laughs> with the owners tomorrow I invited them and uh, I plan to just casually drop in the middle of dinner that hope it's okay with you guys but Leia and I are not moving out <laughs> Dennis is joining us next week and we will stay here until the day we die and then we'll just see how they respond okay I wish I could I wish I could tell you guys to please think of me, send me some prayers and good vibes for this dinner, but I can't because this podcast is released on Friday and I'm having dinner with them tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So when this podcast is out, my fate might already be decided. Right? I might have already received a hard fuck no, hell no. Like don't even ask again. We're offended. I might have received a let us think about it which would make my heart sing, you know, it would make me so happy. The idea of receiving a, we're maybe interested in selling. I can't even dream that big because that, that feels too insane and too crazy. So let's stay realistic so I don't get depressed. Ooh, ooh. Anyway, I would love to, to know if in your heart you have a dream that feels crazy. If you have a dream of something that feels like it's too big for you, if you have a dream of something that you're scared to verbalize, to put into words, to speak out loud, or even to speak to yourself because the disappointment of it would be too great. 
right? I mean, how often do we do that to ourselves? I used to have that dream of finding true love. That was a big thing for me in my life. I actually deep down felt like I'm not worthy of a relationship that works. I'm not worthy of a of a guy that's genuine and real and that will stay with me. I had this idea in the back of my head or ingrained in me, this limited belief that people will leave me, that people actually, they don't love me. I'm not really lovable, you know, that it's not real anytime they're going to go. And I had this dream deep, 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 deep down of true love, right? Stability, a husband, a marriage, like a, a soulmate, someone to really share this, this, this life with. But I was terrified to speak that out loud. You know, I was terrified to speak that out loud. Even, you know, to say to myself that that's what I want. I told myself the story of I'm better off alone. All relationships I have, they're casual. They're not to stay, right? None of this is to stay. I'll be in another country tomorrow. I'll be with another guy next week. I'll find someone else. Like that was the story I had in my mind because I was terrified to actually dream that dream because dreaming that dream means that you risk having it shattered, right? It's like stating it out loud that this is something I want. Then when you don't get it, the disappointment is so great, right? It's too much to bear. But it's also if we can't speak our dream out loud, then what are the chances of it ever coming true, right? If we can't stand up and tell the world, tell the universe, tell ourselves that this is what I want, this is what I dream of, how on earth is that dream ever going to come our way? (laughs) I mean, I know that's the case. So it's like we walk on eggshells around ourselves in this life, trying to make sure we don't get our hopes up because then we can just pretend it didn't matter and move on. But it matters, right? It fucking matters. So that thing that you have in your life that you're telling yourself is not a big deal. So when it doesn't happen, you can just shrug your shoulders and move on because you didn't want it that badly anyway. Like let yourself dream the dream. Let yourself feel the urgency of how much you want that thing. Whether it's that house or that home or that life or that partner or that baby or that job. Whatever it is, we have to let ourselves feel the urgency of that. And there is something truly beautiful in that longing too. (laughs) And yeah, I'm well aware I might sit here one week from now, next week's episode of the show telling you guys that, oh, but I didn't care so much. And, you know, I knew I was going to get a no. (laughs) It's okay. I'll find another place, you know. If I do, that is all a lie, okay? I'm just telling future Rachel right now to not downplay the heartache in case the owners of this place don't want to sell to her, to not fake it. Don't downplay it. If I say I'm fine, I, I won't be fine, okay? But then that's part of life too, right? Is to learning how to cope with failure and how to deal with the no and what we learn in that process. I mean, we know this is how shit works. So there's vulnerability in letting ourselves dream the crazy dream. And I just dreamed my crazy dream out loud with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I have no more words, so I guess this is the end of this show. <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, I hope you dream this week. I hope you dream today. If you have some space and time, maybe sit down and contemplate and meditate on that dream a little bit. For me, just sharing this with you was a big practice, just of like, what, what would life be like? It would be beautiful. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you love this episode, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll see you next week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.